Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. Streets of Union City. To your nighttime radio. Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey, no. Seven till eleven, live local and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live local and live. Call him at one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. There we go, Thursday night in New Jersey. Steve Travelis and you till eleven o'clock tonight. We're going to have a good time. We got a band coming in at 10 o'clock. Pure Petty going to do their uh, tribute to Tom Petty, late, great Tom Petty. And uh, really good. We got a, a Tom Petty and a Stevie Nicks. And they're going to do some duets and play for you, so stick around for that. Nothing like live music on the radio, I always say. We'll talk about tribute bands. Mark Rivera is calling in. Now, Mark Rivera, if you're a Billy Joel fan, you know him as Billy Joel's saxophonist. He's also the music director for Ringo Starr and his all-star band, and he's played with so many other greats. He's got a book out called Sideman, and he's got some great stories to tell. So if you're a classic rock fan, you want to be around at 910. Starting things off. You know, there are over 40 states in New Jersey that will let high school graduates simply graduate if they get the grades without having to take a standardized test. Here in New Jersey, and not so much, we have the high school graduation proficiency test. And it's a waste of time, I think. Something about New Jersey and standardized testing that seemed to go hand in hand, you know, like uh, chocolate and peanut butter. But uh, today... uh, the New Jersey Assembly has approved a measure that would eliminate the high school proficiency exam as a uh, standard for graduation. Test is really useless, says Assemblyman Ralph Caputo, a sponsor of the measure, and he and his colleagues on the Assembly Education Committee unanimously approved the version uh, the, of the bill that existed for years. This is a long time coming. So uh, as far as this goes, what were we doing with this in the first place? Why would we need, you know, should we do this? Should we get rid of it? Why would we need to test, you know, over-test kids trying to graduate from high school, students trying to graduate from high school? 1-800-283-101.5. Was anyone ever held back uh, or prevented from graduating because they got the grades they needed in school but did not pass the proficiency test? The high school graduation proficiency test. What a colossal waste of time. But it's just more of the waste of time that we do when it comes to schools in New Jersey. You know, we're not even going to talk about the waste of money that we spend, that we've got a superintendent at Central Regional who uh, resigned in disgrace after besmirching the name of a family of a person who committed suicide. So he resigns and he leaves and uh, they send him out the door at about $150,000. And allow him to, no, no, don't resign. You could just retire. Are you kidding me? And then last night, we have Superintendent, uh, you know, Thomas Farrell on, talking about how the balance in uh, the aid that these cities get, the school aid that they get, how bad it is, how off it is. And here we're blowing 150 grand in Central Regional just to get this guy out the door. That could have been two teachers, you know. Think of what 150 grand could have bought 
for that school district. But no, they hand the money out the door. So I don't know like what the deal is with these uh, proficiency tests. Is anybody getting paid on this? Are they making money off the company? Whatever. Uh, but 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about the New Jersey high school graduation proficiency test? Is it something we should be getting rid of like yesterday? Wouldn't it be easier uh, or shouldn't it be that, you know, you go to school, you get good grades, and if you pass your classes, you graduate? Why did they need to tack a test on top of this? Why do we need to overdo things in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. So, uh, you know, how do you feel about that? Hopefully we'll get rid of it. They're trying to. Uh, has anyone ever been affected by it? Has anyone ever gotten the grades needed to graduate and failed the proficiency test? What happened? Did they actually hold anybody back? Just to show you what a waste of time it is, teachers can't teach the class because they got to worry about making the kids pass a proficiency test. Hopefully they get rid of it now. And the other thing, too, uh, you know, we talk about college education, and we talk about how uh, more and more it's becoming unnecessary. Now companies are not even requiring uh, a college degree on interviews. You know, it's very hard to find people who want to work in New Jersey anymore. Uh, but what I want to ask you, as long as we're talking about high school, we've been talking about schools all week, how far were you able to get with just a high school diploma? Which is another way of saying were you were able to make it without going to college. But... What did you do after high school? You got your high school diploma. If you didn't go to college, how far were you able to get with just a high school diploma? So we got two things to work on here. 1-800-283-101.5. Question A, should we get rid of the high school proficiency test, which is just another layer of testing, another waste of time for students who spend all year you know, studying, learning, passing classes in each subject only to be hit with this test. And B, what were you able to do with just a high school diploma? 1-800-283-101.5. If you went to college, God bless you. But if you got the high school diploma and that's all you had, how far were you able to get? Because I, only, I, I, you know what, I guess I disqualify. I went to college for three days, but I went to a broadcasting school. 1-800-283-101.5. So uh, it, it's, it's pretty simple and straightforward. And don't you wish New Jersey could be simple and straightforward without giving us all these layers and layers and layers of garbage that we have to wade through in order to do anything? Andrew, you're on New Jersey 101.5. How you doing, pal? Yeah, hi. What are you thinking? Yeah, so I'm thinking that college is probably the biggest scam out there for a lot of people. It's the biggest what? The biggest scam out there for oh, a okay. lot of people. Well, so yeah. My point is that unless you want to become, like, let's say, a lawyer or a doctor or something very precise, right? tons of people I know have degrees, and they have jobs that, don't, that that degree doesn't even help them with. And we, like, teach our kids, you've got to get college, that's important. But it's really not true, and the amount of money and the amount of student, student debt that people have for no, for no good reason. Yeah, the high school diploma you get for nothing. Now, how far did you go? Did you graduate high school and then go to college, or did you not go to college? I did not go to college because I like to think for myself. But and what are you doing? Says, you got to go to college or you won't be successful. 
I'm quite all right and have a lot of friends that wasted a lot of money on college. So now what are you doing? Now, so I, I, I do a little bit of management in real estate. That doesn't need a college degree for that. Are you doing well? I'm doing quite all right, yes. Very good. All right, Andrew, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. Do we need to be giving out high school proficiency tests for kids to graduate? And uh, how far were you able to get on just a high school diploma? You know anyone who's being held back from what they want or need or had to stop doing things altogether because of pain? Have you heard someone say, I don't do that anymore, I can't because of my hip, knee, foot, back, etc.? If pain is holding you back, you can do something about it. You need to go to Trinity Rehab. Does it sound familiar to you? I went to the doctor. They gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills, told me to follow up in a week. Well, Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you have ever tried. No prescription is needed. Same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissues, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most Patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's fast traffic. Five, Steve Trevelis. Weather brought to you by Maloof Auto Group. Maloof has a huge inventory of new vehicles in stock and ready for immediate delivery. Stop getting put on a waiting list. Put yourself in the driver's seat with six brands to choose from. Excellent customer service. Shop Route 1 in North Brunswick or online at maloof.com. Congratulations to the Princeton Tigers. They beat Arizona round one of the men's basketball NCAA. 59-55, they'll play on Saturday. I believe it's Missouri. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Should we be eliminating the uh, high school proficiency test that uh, one needs to graduate high school? Uh, it's being pushed through the assembly to get rid of the damn thing. We are one of less than 10% of the states in the country that force kids to do this. 1-800-283-101.5. How far were you able to get? With just a high school diploma, tell these kids who are thinking about wasting their money in college. Like I said, if you got if it's something you need in college, do it. But if you go in just to scout it out and uh, have a place to buy four more years of your life, you want to pay for that for the rest of your life financially. John's in Manchester, on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Hey, John. Yeah, these tests are totally useless. Uh, as I was told, you screener. Uh, my. Uh eldest daughter was uh, taking advanced placement college courses in high school. She graduated with 60 college credits. So they make her take a test that's basically written on an eighth grade level. It's not even a high school level test to, to test her proficiency. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. Yeah, but I mean, like my daughter's taking advanced placement. College. That's what I mean. It's insulting. And yeah. It's, and, and like I said, total waste of time. Mm -hmm. And yet they got to have teachers teach to this crap. Well, my daughter didn't even take those classes. That mm -hmm. it's like, okay, here's your test because you weren't in the class because you're taking this. Mm -hmm. No, and, but take a test on something that wasn't even taught to you because it's just basic math or basic English or it's just it's there's no point to it. No, not at all. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. If you have the classes that you take and you get passing grades in the classes that you take, then you graduate. It's as simple as that. Bill's in Wall in New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Bill. 
Hello? Hello, Bill. How are you? Yeah, how you doing? My name's John. Oh, John. Hi, John. How are you? All right. Your screen didn't get it right, but that's okay. That's how I did the deal. First of all, they got to turn and leave, leave everybody alone. Just... I agree. Let's go to Paul in Belmar, New Jersey, 101.5. What's up, Paul? Hello? Hello, Paul. How are you? Yeah, I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Steve, great yeah. topic. Great Thank topic. you, pal. What are you thinking? Well, former teacher, no way in hell. Yes. Keep that test. I'm going to tell you why, Steve. Why? 80%. This is before the pandemic. 80. Okay, the NJEA. You got me all worked up. The NJEA. Right. Right. These are easy stunards. But anyhow, the NJEA (laughs) on their website says that New Jersey high schools are number one. New school. All the schools in New Jersey are number one, right? Right. As far as high school. All Right. right, here we go. Before the pandemic, before the pandemic. 80% 80% of the kids that go to a two-year college have to take remedial classes. Why is that? 40% that go to a four-year college have to take remedial classes. Monogenic. What are they, crazy? Do keep that standard test. We need a guideline. We need a rule that, that you know, well, how about we get better? But how about we get better education in Jersey schools so that when the kids get out of Jersey schools and go to a community college or a regular college, they don't have to be remedial because they've learned enough. If they pass their classes, they should get to the test. Why? You know, they should be able to get it, be able to graduate. Why make them take the test? Yeah, but you see, you got to tell that to the NJEA. Okay, they make the mob look like birthday boys. Well, you know what? I mean, that that's a de- right. Again, maybe people like shows like this, or the more we talk about this stuff, and you see the assembly trying to put it through, then why? You're saying the NJEA is doing this for what? What reason would they force people to take a test? Well, they, I'm saying keep it. They're probably, I don't know, what is their, uh, uh, what's their opinion on it? Keep it or not keep it? I don't know. I'm giving you my 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 opinion is get rid of it. If the kids pass the classes, then that's it. Then they move on. Yeah, but Steve, I, I understand why you say that. Believe me, and and I I, I, I get it. I get it. Right. Like the general ed kids, I'm talking about, not the advanced placement, not the honors. I'm talking the general ed kids, which are the bulk of the student body. Right. They're just getting taught memorization uh, stuff, and that's it. See, really, they got to learn the the basics. Stick with the basics. Math, English. I agree with you. Teach them that and let that they pass that, then they should be able to graduate and not be forced to take a proficiency test after they've done all the exams for the regular classes. Yeah, no, I understand, but it's, Steve, it it still doesn't gel. I I understand what you're saying, but the differential between the two of them taking the test, I mean, taking the classes, which are watered down, and then taking the test. Yeah, man. You know, Steve, they, they, we need a, a ruler to judge these kids, especially the general bodies, if the general know, ed students. Paul, if they don't feel, thanks for the call, if they don't feel, the, yeah, Ryan, answer the phone, if they don't feel that education is up to standards, then you've got to improve the education. You're not going to solve that by, you know, by coming up with a standard test after they've done everything. So here, you've taken all your lessons, as, uh, you know, as Paul's saying, we watered it all down. So now it's time to pass your classes. You've passed all your classes. But before you go, take this proficiency test so we can make sure you're smart enough to graduate. To me, that makes no sense. 
And again, you know, 1-800-283-101.5, based on this Jersey high school education, what were you able to do with it? Did you get into college? And when you got to college, did you find yourself being held back? Did it work for you or did it work against you? What is the point of keeping it? Jeff, I'm going to give you more time. 1-800-283-101.5. As far as I'm concerned, if you know, I'm going to trust that the Jersey education, the high school education in Jersey, is good enough to get you into college. And if it's not good enough to get you into college, then one test isn't going to make the difference. So, like, you know, as Paul was saying earlier, he gave me these percentages of kids that don't make it in community college or a four-year college and have to go to remedial. Well, they've taken the proficiency test. So what exactly are we talking about here? 1-800-283-101.5. So it's a very, very simple question. You know, should we be doing this? Should we continue to give high school proficiency graduation exams to let these kids finally graduate? And again, uh, if you graduated high school in New Jersey, how far are you able to go with that diploma? If you didn't go to college, I'd love to hear from you. If you went to college, I'd love to hear from you. And if you're a Princeton Tigers fan who uh, beat Arizona 59-55, and where are they going Saturday to play Missouri? Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're playing uh, Missouri uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? I, that, that's why March Madness is fantastic. And it's also, this is the third year in a row that a 15 seed has won, which is amazing. Because that, I mean, you remember this has been going on for decades. Big upsets like that don't really happen. No. Now they're commonplace. They happen every year. They could be the next George Mason or the next yeah. Butler. Yeah, <laughs> God only knows. Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, yeah. And Princeton. Did you ever think you'd say those four schools are the same place? <laughs> Seven thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news from. N- Weather also brought to you by the Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation. Whether you're an elite athlete or just someone struggling with pain, Dr. Jody Sarah at the Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation cares about improving the function of your body. Go to lesspainbetterhealth.com to learn more. Steve Trevelisse. I plans are advancing to eliminate the high school graduation proficiency test as a requirement to receive a diploma in New Jersey. We are less than 10% of the states in the country that still force students to do this. Should we get rid of it? 1-800-283-101.5. Jeff's in Bell Me. Jeff, thanks for waiting. No problem, Steve. Hey, the only thing I can say is that uh, we have very few gauges to how effective our schools are at actually graduating people with basic skills. So it's a it's a little bit of a problem. We don't have many tools. And the other is how you know how effective. How about the grades? Why are the grades not a tool? So well, they should be. I mean, that'd be a great. That'd be a much more precise way to say how effective is the school. Um, I think at the end of the day, though, you have a lot of bad schools. That, well, but that. But whose fault is that? And, uh, you know, culture could be neighborhoods plus... No, I mean, it's just what's being taught in the schools. Now, the school's job is to give you the education. We're going to provide you with the education. What you do with the education is on you. So if the schools now the schools are providing education, those kids that want the education or, or, or can do whatever, you know, those kids that want the education are going to take that ball and run with it. And they're going to get good grades and they're going to be able to graduate. Those kids that do not may not be able to graduate. Maybe they have to repeat it. But to, to force these kids to take a test after they've done all that so that they can graduate, to me, makes no sense. You either know it or you don't know it. I agree with your point in a lot of ways. I was just looking for a way to gauge how effective the school is. So I agree with you in a lot of ways. But um, 
but the school can only be as effective as the student, Jeff. Yeah, I agree. I just, just have to have a way to look at a school to say how, you know, if you can't even graduate kids that take the basic test, and it should not be held against them for graduation. Definitely not. Especially yeah. if you took any AP courses. But that's my thing. It be a test that should be used just to gauge the school's effectiveness and how well does it deliver basic skills. And we've done this little test here, and we do that. You have schools in the inner cities that graduate kids that can't make sentences. Right. But, but, but point that out. But so with the, but let me ask you this though. I've never heard of, and if this is happening, somebody call me. So let's say this school that uh, graduates kids that can't spell their own name and these kids take the proficiency test. You can't tell me that they're going to pass the proficiency test after being such failures in their regular class. And if they don't pass the proficiency test, does that mean that they don't graduate? Is there a, is there a large number of Jersey students from the inner cities that are not graduating because they can't pass this test? No, I think they just let them graduate. They should let them. I, I'm going from the other side. I just need a way to gauge what that school does with our money. There's a reason why charter schools are popular. Oh, I'll tell you what they do with the money. Well, in Central Regional, they give the superintendent 150 grand as a going away present as he leaves. Yeah, right. Go check out the story. Then he's going to resign. But no, no, really, take the money. It's 127,000 left and a possible other 30,000 in bonuses or incentives or whatever. It's on nj1015.com. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 amazing, Jeff. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. So you know what? I thought this would be a no-brainer. I thought this would be everybody just saying, yeah, get rid of the test. But there are people that actually want the high school proficiency test in order for students to graduate. So how do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. To me, it doesn't make sense that after these kids, you know, go through their courses, take their tests, get their grades, and they're able to pass, then that's it. You pass your classes, you graduate. You shouldn't have to take another test. And if you need that test to gauge how good the schools are, why can't you take, gauge how good the grades are and let that be? You know, and the other thing, too, is if the kids then go, or the students, I keep saying kids, if the students then go on to uh, have to go to remedial school and once they get to college or whatever, that's on the education being provided for them. That's not the proficiency test. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm willing to bet. I don't think there's anyone that was held back from graduation because they didn't pass this proficiency test. I think the proficiency tests are a waste of time. You know, and the more we can cut out, you know, the more waste of time we can cut out of schools is more time the teachers can actually spend teaching students. What a concept. 1-800-283-101.5. So after you get this New Jersey high school education, what were you able to do with it? You know, college is coming under fire now. Um, people are really questioning. When you see about the student loan forgiveness and just how much money uh, people are asking the banks to forgive. And you know what? If the banks were smart, like my friend Vince August said, they would, uh, you know, they would just do it without government help. Instead of trying to have the government force them to do it. And as far as that goes, it's not fair to everyone who paid to put their kids through school or everyone who paid to put themselves through school that, uh, you know, this should just be forgiven. Unless you're willing to forgive all the way back to day one and cut out, you know, cut out reparation checks, college reparation checks. Here we go. 1-800-283-101.5. But how do you feel? I got a Twitter poll up. I just put it up a little while ago. Uh, 
Because I really didn't think it would be necessary because I really believed that everybody would just uh, say, yeah, get rid of them. But there are people that actually want them. And I cannot understand for the life of me the reason why. So 1-800-283-101.5. How many times can you test a person? And regardless of what they do on that test, how will it determine what they do when they get to college? If they fail that test and passed all, pass all their classes, would you really hold them back from graduation? 1-800-283-101.5. Are you looking to sell your home for the most money possible? Call Rob Dukansky at REMAX First Advantage to get your home sold for thousands of dollars more than you ever imagined. Sellers in Edison decided to divorce and go their separate ways to sell their home. They reached out to Rob and his team, who put Rob's unique marketing strategies to work to get the home sold. It took only 20 days to get 14 showings and multiple offers, selling the home for $536,000, which was $61,000 over the list price, enabling both to move on. Robert Dukansky's multi-million dollar marketing strategy and experience negotiating attracts the best offer from the most qualified buyers. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com. Or Google robsellsnj and start packing. Dennis and Judy. Pure Petty coming in at 10 o'clock with the Lifetime Petty music. Mark Rivera coming out at 9 o'clock. He's uh, Billy Joel's saxophone player. Yes, sax with Billy Joel. And uh, Ringo Starr's music director, among so many other things. Uh, it's going to be the fest for Beatle fans uh, next weekend up at the Jersey City Hyatt. Plans are finally advancing to eliminate the high school graduation proficiency test as a requirement to get a diploma in New Jersey. Should we be doing so? 1-800-283-101.5. Dan is in Edison. Hey, Dan, thanks for waiting. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? You got me thinking. I'm good. Good. You got me thinking. If that's what it took, Dan... Say again? I said, if that's what it took, go ahead. That's what it took. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so you got me thinking. If uh, if we're not going to require students to take an exam right. after they graduate their classes in high school, right. should we also question whether or not we need lawyers to take a bar exam after they graduate law school or a medical exam? Yeah, because the lawyers school? are trying to become lawyers. The Doctors are trying to become doctors. So they're saying, we're going to take everything that we learned up till this point and see if this is enough to get us into there. Now, the, the, the Jersey, the high school student is not going to take a test to continue on with their life. This is the, the lawyer and the doctor is a forward motion thing. I'm taking this so that I can become a lawyer. The high school proficiency test is more like I've already completed my work. I'm taking this so that I could finish the job. They're, to me, two completely different things. Okay. I mean, Makes I, sense? Argue that, I could argue that you'd need to take an exam after law school in order to complete the job, too. You have to take the exam, in other words, to become a lawyer. But again, when you're dealing with high school, if you pass all the classes, that should be enough to graduate. What are you going to do with your diploma is up to you. Now, if you want to go, Ryan, answer the phone. Now, if you want to go and, you know, become whatever it is you want to become, you're going to have to take a test in that profession. So that's a forward motion thing. Again, once, what's the point of having final exams? 
if you're then going to have to take a proficiency test. And a lot of times the proficiency test doesn't even match what they're teaching in the school, as someone said earlier. His daughter had 60 college credits, and they're making her take a stupid proficiency exam. What's the point? Well, that's fair. If, if it's not going to line up with what you learn in school, then absolutely, I agree. All right. See, Dan, when you have time to think, one 800 All right, so I threw the poll up. Uh, should New Jersey eliminate the high school proficiency test, which students need to pass to graduate? Uh, 60 votes, and uh, we've got 65% say no, 35% say yes. Phil's in Lakewood under Jersey 101.5. Hi, Phil. Hey, Steve. How you doing, buddy? Good. How about you, pal? Great. I feel that the tests are as relevant as, like, the presidential fitness challenge in gym class. <laughs> I remember... The president can't even pass that. Yeah, but in high school... The standing we and chewing gum, he couldn't pass that. We were able to learn a lot more. Okay. So, so what do you think? Are we getting rid of these things, or are we keeping them? Oh, we get rid of them. It's like... It's like since they got rid of the the physical fitness challenge in high school, it, we were able to learn a lot more. I don't understand what you mean. But what I meant to say is we we can have more time to teach other things rather than focus on trying to teach people to pass the test. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's not even about how much you know. It's about we're going to actually train you to pass this test. So it's not even, Phil, thanks for the call, it's not even a sincere reading of how smart or not smart these kids are. 1-800-283-101.5. And again, if it's such a great thing, why is uh, you know why are we part of less than 10% of the country who still do it? Do we not have enough faith on our own education system to say if you can pass these courses, then you can get a high school diploma? What you do with that high school diploma, now that's on you. 1-800-283-101.5. What did you do with your high school diploma? I mean, I get college. A lot of people, you know, think about college. People will go to college and borrow this exorbitant amount of money, spend the rest of their life paying it back, and in many cases not even doing what they borrowed the money for. High school's free. So, I mean, if you were able to graduate high school, get out of it, and do something with your life, you're on the plus side. What did you do? 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Stick around. We are, we are definitely going to take this into the next hour. I got the Twitter poll up. I'll keep you on the results. Rich, hang on. We will get to you. Uh, should New Jersey eliminate the high school proficiency test, which students need to pass to graduate? All Jersey, all the time. Thanks, 101.5, for all you guys do. New Jersey, 101.5. WKXW Trenton. WKXWH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevelace and you. It's the show for those that did not go see Springsteen in Philadelphia tonight. Facebook is a flooded. Number to get through is 1-800-283-101.5. We got Pure Petty coming on later on, a Tom Petty tribute band. We got Mark Rivera coming on at 9 o'clock. He's got a book, Sideman. He is uh, Billy Joel's sax player. 
And he's also Ringo Starr and the All-Star Band's music director. The Beatle Fest is coming next weekend to the uh, the Fest for Beatle fans. They changed the name. I don't know. Uh, to the uh, Hyatt in Jersey City. But right now, we're talking about the uh, high school proficiency test in order to graduate New Jersey schools. Uh, there's a bill. There's a push to eliminate this. Should New Jersey be eliminating the high school proficiency test, which students need to pass to graduate? I got a Twitter poll up, 136 votes. And I'm surprised here, 69.9% do not eliminate the test. I say, why? If what they're teaching in schools isn't enough, and if passing that test, those courses, isn't enough to graduate, there's something wrong with the system. I don't see how passing a proficiency test is going to make a difference other than, you know, take away the time teachers can have to teach the subjects because they're wasting everybody's time teaching these standardized tests. And only uh, less than 10% of the country force kids to take these tests. Frank's in Jersey City on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Frank. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Uh, so you got me thinking, too. <laughs> After that last caller called in, I was like, wait a minute. You know, there there is a validity to the idea that, that you know, like the lawyer takes a, a test to, to pass a bar. And the high school proficiency test is just that. I mean, it's a preparation technically for life because, you know, that that's your basic. You don't take a test for life. Well, to prepare you for life. Like, you go anywhere. You right. need a high school diploma or GED right. to get a job. Right. That's the basic. But, if you the pass, basic. but, Frank, if you passed all the courses, then that should be enough to get you to graduate. You have mastered everything that they taught you. The proficiency test is a standardized test, which in a lot of cases has nothing to do with what they're teaching you, but it's just something that's being forced upon these kids. And what happens if they fail? Do they kill themselves? I mean, you know, is that a preparation for life? They're going to still live after they take it. Yeah, well, that's why they take the GED after, you know, filling out. Well, that's it's different. a very small number, but the, the I was doing some homework on it because you got me thinking. And right. looking at it, the, the GED and, and, and these proficiencies have morphed. They've become money grabs. Exactly. So in its essence, when it first started, you had an idea or not like an ideology that said that the, the GED or the proficiency test would have been a standard statewide so that everyone could be at a certain level when they're when they get out of high school. And that was that was the standard because it is it's going to take more for a researcher to go into somebody's grades to find out how they how they did versus here's. Here's my basic piece of paper that says, you know what, I'm good enough. And, and, and that's, but, that, but the grades, the, Frank, the report card should say I'm good enough. Here you have seven subjects in high school. I don't know. I'm just making this up. And if you get, you know, above a D in all seven of those subjects, you graduate. Isn't that the way it worked when you went to high school? Yeah, you know, I I also I got uh, seeing two sides of it. Growing up in Jersey City, I had a little one in in Colonia. I saw two totally different high schools, where 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 Jersey City Catholic school didn't have the courses that a Woodbridge Colonia public school did. You know, what's that got to do with anything? I mean, those you talk about electives and things. Well, I mean, I grew up uh, good. Basics, there's basics though. I, you know, like we're talking about the STEM classes. You know, there's basics math, basic English. You know, where. where so you're telling me that high, there. there are Jersey high schools that don't teach basic English, that don't teach basic they, math? Then there's something wrong junior, with the school. 
not, yeah, the, not it the is. student. It is. I agree. Funding. It's all about the money. Well, the money's a whole other thing. Like I said, we pay superintendents one hundred and fifty grand even after they tell us I'm quitting my job. So don't even talk to me about funding. You want to see read about funding? Go to nj1015.com. Listen to my interview last night with Brick Township School Superintendent Tom Farrell, uh, and he explains funding. It will it will blow your mind. Rich is in. Speaking of mine, Mine Hill on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Hi, Rich. Hey, Steve. How are you doing? Good. How about you? Um, I'm great. Thank you very much. Um, you know, um, I was listening to the conversation, and it was kind of funny because it's leading right into what I was going to say because I am an attorney, right. and and um, it's not the same thing uh, taking the bar exam. Right. Um, I, I agree with you 100% because if there's a problem with the educational process or, or what their the kids are getting, that's one thing, but they don't need to take another test to show whether or not they've passed all, you know, and they're proficient in their, you know, education. Their grades should show that. Right, exactly. And when I, t- when I took the bar exam uh, and I did for New York and New Jersey, I was getting licensed in the state of New Jersey and the state of New York. Right. I wasn't showing that I took all the classes and everything. I already graduated. Um, so that, that was really, it was a very quick comment, you know, but, um, but I think he makes a good point about the, the, the prior caller and another caller that, um, the issue may be whether or not they're, you know, how, how well are they getting their education? But that's on the state. If the, if the problem is the equality of education, then what the state needs to do, the school boards, need to up the quality of their courses, right. of their classes. Right, but not, but not in, insist on some fagazi test mm-hmm. that's going to justify them. And make them some money in the process. Jim is in South Plainfield on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jim. Hi, Steve. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening. How are you doing? Good, good, thanks. just wanted to say, this, this is kind of my area of expertise, not to pat myself on the back. Oh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I taught for 31 years. I taught both middle school and high school, Steve. You should get an award. Give you, yeah, <laughs> thanks. I wonder if I could just give you three quick factors okay. why it should be removed. The first one is the test design. Um, for example, like on the science portion of the test, there, there's no continuity to the questions for the poor kids. It's not a friendly test for the students. You might have one question about uh, geography, I mean, geology. Then you might have a question about human reproduction. Then it fluctuates to social uh, solar system. Then it goes to chemistry. It's like watching a tennis match. You're back and forth. And the same thing with the subject of math. Now, a lot of times the concepts that are measured on the test in mathematics, the test is, say, given in March. Some of the concepts on the test are not covered in the curriculum until, like, April or May after the test. So you have math teachers teaching chapters 1, 7, 9, 16, 22, all over the place. Because they think that's what's going to be on the test. Correct. And fortunately for me, I was able to be involved with the oral administration of the test, so I have the ability to see what what concepts are on the test. Uh, the second part, Steve, I'd say that majority of the test does not correlate to the core curriculum content standards or the curriculum in the district. So there's no correlation of the, what's on the test and what's taught should be taught in the class. So basically, you know, it is a waste of time for the students, the teachers. It's a waste of stress for the students. Um, and basically, I just wanted to address one third thing. 
Uh, one of the previous calls, around 730, uh, he, he mentioned something about blaming the NJEA and that the kids had to take uh, remedial courses in college. I think if you remove the standardized test from the public education, the kids would have more. Well, first of all, teachers would have more time to teach the good stuff. Exactly right, Steve. Say 25% of your time in your academic instruction in class is teaching to the test. If you remove that, that is just exactly what you said, Steve. You'd have more time to teach specifically what's on the curriculum, and that's what's most important for the kids. They don't need more stress, and we don't need to waste any more money. No, not at all, Jim. Good stuff. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Should New Jersey eliminate the high school proficiency test, which students need to pass to graduate? Do you know anyone who's being held back from what they want or need to do or had to stop doing things altogether because of pain? Have you heard someone say, I don't do that anymore, or I can't because of my hip, knee, foot, back, etc.? If pain is holding you back, you can do something about it. You need to go to Trinity Rehab. Does this sound familiar? to you. I went to the doctor. They gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills, told me to follow up in a week. Well, Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAP therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's fast traffic. Weather brought to you by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey. March is Problem Gambling Awareness Month. If you or someone you know is a gambling problem, make the call to 1-800-GAMBLER or go to 800gambler.org. Resources available 24-7, 365 days. All right, Steve Trevelis, hanging out with you till 11 o'clock tonight on New Jersey 101.5. Don't forget, 9 o'clock, Mark Rivera. If you're a Billy Joel fan, if you're a Beatle fan, you're going to want to hear this interview. Uh, he's Billy's sax player. He has sax with Billy Joel. How about that? Uh, I know, I know. All right, leave me alone. All right, so 151 votes on the Twitter poll. Should New Jersey eliminate the high school proficiency test which students need to pass to graduate? 31% say yes, and 68.9% say no. I don't understand this. Uh, NJ Mom says not true, to which I say bourgeois, because uh, according to NJ1015.com, New Jersey is uh, working very hard right now uh, to eliminate this test. The assembly panel approved a measure that would eliminate the high school proficiency exam as a standard for graduation. And uh, also, we've got anyone that says yes to this, wants the country to fail. I just don't see that. Uh, J-Man, call me and explain that. 1-800-283-101.5. You, you mean like uh, actually talk to someone and not just type on the keyboard? Uh-oh. <laughs> Drew is in Somerville in New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Drew. Hey, how you guys doing? First of all, I love your show. I listen to it every chance I get. Thank you, pal. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, I'm going to have to say no on the test. I need to get rid of it for the fact that, okay, uh, I'm, I'm a little older. I'm, I'm 51. Right. Uh, these tests that they take in all these schools, I would say out of the 15 years I spent in the Navy and 10 years contracting all over the world, right. these tests have not proved anything that has helped me in life whatsoever. Now that 
Yeah, ASVAB test that you take in the military, yeah, I helped a little bit towards that, but I could have done it without it. So, honestly, kids need to learn other things than to risk themselves just for one test to graduate a high school or a college, whatever. Especially since they spent four years taking classes and passing tests to graduate those classes. So all the work has already been done. Why throw an extra test on top of that, which is just wasting everybody's time? And as we heard earlier from someone who administers the test, they don't even match up with what's being taught in the school. It's just yeah, a money grab for the state. Yeah, I was listening to him on that. And in and, and honesty, I uh, would have to say these poor kids, I know people that just stress out so bad over a test, and they know the information. It's just taking that written test is just so much for them, they can't really do it. And it, it's just a waste. Especially it's, it's, when you're graduating, you know, when your graduation depends on it, now you're, now you're scared to death. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that way. And a lot of kids go to some kind of VOTEC or after school or get with a company that sends them to a school anyway. It's like these tests are just a waste, and I think it's a money pocket scam. Oh, it's a, it is hundred dollars for a test here. You got to pay for the two hours of reserve time here. It's like, all right, you guys are just out for money, and it's not helping. No, yeah, Andrew, thank you for your service, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you, do. guys. Thank you, guys. You got it. I'm sorry. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. But this is it, you know. And and the teachers. You talk about the quality of education in New Jersey. Maybe if the teachers didn't have to waste their time working on what they think is going to be on a standardized test. And that's the other thing. What are you really teaching? how to memorize something or this is what we think is going to be on the test. So let's work on this and you'll forget it on Monday and we don't care because we'll all be done with it. Scott's in Millstone on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Scott. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How about you, pal? Okay. They should do away with this test. Agreed. It's ridiculous. If these kids couldn't learn it in 13 years, including kindergarten, then they're not going to learn it all in a year. And if anything, you want to test them on something, test them on common sense. Common sense is going to get them through a lot more in life than worrying about photosynthesis and the other things. I wish they could do a test on common sense. You know, I wish they could do like, and it'd be funny because people would look at it and they'd laugh at it, how ridiculous the questions are. And then the scores would come in and they see how bad everybody did on the test. And say, well, you know what? Because yeah, you really do need, I wish they could teach common sense. I wish they could teach street smarts. I wish they could teach hustle gene, you know, the things that really matter in life. But here. And the kids will get a lot further. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know what? We would have, we the parents would have to tell the teachers so that it would come from the teachers because we know nothing. But if the teacher told yes. them, then, or maybe we got to tell their friends because if that worked, then we could do it. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Mike is in freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good. How about you? I want to say I, I graduated in 1999. It took me three tries to pass the math portion of the HSPT. Mm. And the third time, all I did was copy off of a friend who was really smart and sitting next to me. Because I knew I couldn't pass it because the basic math one, two, and three classes I took right. covered nothing on which was on the HSPT. I'm surprised the teacher didn't even just have you do that. I mean, if I were the teacher at that point, I'd be like, you know what, Mike, just go sit next to him. Go. Do it. I mean, and really, I what's said, the I'm point? going into my family's business doing construction. I don't need algebra. You know, it's, I said, you know, no offense to, to your craft of what you're teaching here. You know, I'm not trying to downplay a teacher's profession. It's a hard job. 
But I said, I don't need this test going forward in life. You know, it, it doesn't make a difference for me. But you know what? If you spent four years in high school taking all the classes and passing all the tests that pertain to those classes, then you shouldn't need to take this test at all, regardless of what you were going to do. You've proven that you've, pa- that you've passed high school. Why lop on another test? Four years of showing up when they tell you to, doing all this, the work that they put in front of you and taking the exams or the smaller tests. For them to jumbo, jumbo lump one big test together when half of it, like I said, wasn't what I covered no. because, uh, you know, I couldn't, uh, I wasn't that good at math in that level. But then how do you put it on a final exam that, that uh, determines whether you graduate or not? It doesn't make any sense. And then kids get to college and they're put in remedial classes because the education level and they've learned here isn't up to par with what they've got there. So you're totally right. How are you doing now? Yeah. I'm doing good. Um, again, like I said, I work for my family's business. We uh, we do general contracting, and the biggest math I do is you know uh, with a with a tape measure. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't have to you know no. really. I don't need uh, algebra and algebraic equations and everything. I could see if I, I was going for a job that needed that. Sure, I'd have to hit the books harder and and work really hard at it. But it, it's I knew what I was going to do when I grew up. I wasn't going to be any type of an office worker, somebody who did anything. With those big equations, uh, I'm just I'm good with my hands. Hey, if I if I were governor, if I ran the state, I would make it mandatory that everybody going to high school or college learn to do what you do, so that they would have a skill that could save them, even regardless of what they did. You know, like you think about like um, like you you can do it. So how much money do you save doing your own work around the house or around the car while you do your job, as opposed to the oh. people that don't know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Mike, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. So the Assembly is trying to put through a bill that would eliminate the high school proficiency test, which students need to pass to graduate. Now, New Jersey is only uh, less than 10%, one of less than 10% of the states in the country that require this. Do we need to keep it? 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. 163 votes on a Twitter poll I put up about a half hour ago. And uh, we've got 68.7% say don't get rid of it. 31.3% say do. So uh, please, if you're among those, because I think we need to get rid of this and yesterday. But if you're among those who believe that we should keep it, please call and tell me why. I don't get it. 1-800-283-101.5. We eliminate this test. Teachers get more time to teach the classes that they're being paid to teach, to find creative ways to reach students, which is getting next to impossible. Maybe we lure more teachers, also getting next to impossible. But never mind what I think. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. It's 8.30. Now, the latest New Jersey news from in- 101.5. Mark Rivera is Billy Joel's sax player. He's Ringo Starr's uh, all-star band music director. He's going to be coming on at 9 o'clock. He's got a book side band. Lots of stories about lots of rock and roll greats that he has worked with. We shall discuss right now. Should New Jersey uh, eliminate the high school proficiency test, which students need to pass right now to graduate? Less than 10% of the states in the country force kids to do this. Of course, we have to be one of them. Your thoughts. Steve is in Basking Ridge on New Jersey 101.5. Steve out. How are you, Steve? Good. How are you? Very fine. Thank you. Uh, I've been a teacher for decades, and I don't believe in standardized testing. Uh, You can use tests as a barometer for things to check weaknesses and proficiencies, but the 
the essence of the problem is we teach people these facts. Uh, it doesn't matter that the Declaration of Independence was signed on the 4th of July. If it was signed on the 5th, we need to teach cause and effect. What was the, what was the reason that we this thing came to be and what was the result of it, the effect? Right. And we need to teach how to think, not what to think. And in schools today, we teach what to think. Well, so, exactly. Uh, and we've got teachers giving their political viewpoints to the students on what to think. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're yeah. teaching them what to think instead of how to think. If we teach people to think analytically and look at things, my best students ask the best questions. Mm. <laughs> Those were my my best students. So uh, testing is fine, but to use it as a standardized test for to allow someone to graduate, uh, there's other barometers is what I'm suggesting. And that's not... That's not the best way. And, and part of it, it's not just a standardized test. It's how we go about it. And I just think we teach the wrong way. Well, we, you know, if you're giving classes and every class has an exam to finish the class, a final exam, and then you make the students take another test, it's a waste. It's redundant. It's a waste of time. And it's In the, judi- I, the judicial system. They call it double jeopardy. <laughs> there you go. I like that. It's double jeopardy. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How do you feel about this? one 800 I'm surprised because I really figured this was going to be a no-brainer. Like, I shouldn't even do this topic because everybody's going to say we should get rid of this. And then I put up a Twitter poll, and the Twitter poll has 171 votes. Uh, and I put it up, like I said, about maybe, I don't know, less than an hour ago. Uh, should New Jersey eliminate the high school proficiency test, which students need to pass to graduate? And 69% say don't get rid of the test. 31% say we should get rid of the test. And uh, someone says anyone that says yes to this wants the country to fail. How on earth would the country fail if New Jersey eliminated this standardized test? And this is a test that uh, 10% of the country have to take. It's a waste of time. It's redundant. Uh, what is the point of teaching classes in New Jersey? What is the point of giving exams or giving tests throughout those classes and the student passes those tests and then has to take another test to graduate? And what would happen if they failed the test? Has anyone ever failed the proficiency test and was held back? Or do the teachers do everything possible? I mean, hell, if I were a teacher, I'd say, you know, give me, I'll take the damn test. Put your name on it. I mean, really. You know, what were you able to do with your high school diploma? There's another thing. You know, the uh, general equivalency diploma, the the GED, that basically if you dropped out of school and you want to get a high school diploma, you take the GED. I knew a lot of kids that did it when I was a kid. And uh, that gave them the high school equivalency diploma, general equivalency diploma. So as far as high school, you know, as far as the standardized test, that's a different thing. But one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. If the t- you know if the education system is failing the Jersey kids, the Jersey students, then you have to fix the education system. If the idea that we're going to gauge this by uh, you know by a standardized test, then it's a lie, because we're not really getting a genuine reading on that. What we're getting is an opinion. You know, what we're getting is teachers are rigging it because they're teaching it to the, you know, they're teaching the students what's on the test with what they think. And if you don't believe me, oh, my God, he's actually elected to call on the phone instead of text me. 
It's Mr. Happy in Philadelphia. <laughs> Well, yes. First of all, yes. First of all, there's, there's, there's no standard test that is in as high school that's indicative of how a student will perform in college and in life. So what that gentleman said about ruining the country, it, it has no basis. I don't know where you got that from. Well, he said it on Twitter. She so doesn't have to back it up. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right, there you go. Yeah, I got my keyboard. My mom's upstairs making dinner. I got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Don't quantify that at all. Yeah, those um some people aren't aren't great test takers. I'm not a great I wasn't a great test taker, but I can consume knowledge and and, and perform. So I'm not sure why this state I think we're just all a lot of people are conditioned not to think. Yeah. Whatever is put out there for years. You just follow it like it's just you don't give it any thought. Like how could this test if 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 you take the test and I don't take the test, right? How is that indicative of how you and I will turn out twenty years from the from the day, thirty years from that day? There, there's no way. The only thing I can think of is that they're giving out these standardized tests, figuring, okay, we're not going to measure the students from the grades. We're going to measure them from the test. So we say that, you know, our students are so smart that in order to get them out of high school, they have to pass this test. And it's almost like a bragging thing. You know, I, mean, I can't see any other reason because otherwise, if you, yeah, you take all the classes, you pass them, you should be able to graduate. What if you get a real smart kid, hundred student, right, and just um, fail the test on purpose? What would they do? I don't even know if anyone's ever been held back. We had a guy call earlier last hour said my daughter in high school has accumulated sixty college credits from different classes she's able to take, and in order to get out of school with sixty credits, she's got to pass this proficiency test. It's ridiculous. What's dumb? She can take her GED test real quick, get her get her diploma, and go to college. She can take the bar exam. I passed the she whole is. thing if she's that just smart. To school, just to school the district. Like, I'll just take my GED real quick one day, and I, I, she's a smart woman, so she can definitely pass that, and then go to college. Just to screw the system. You know what? That may be the way to go. It may actually, thanks, Anthony, be the way to go. 1-800-283-101.5. I'll show you. I'll drop out of the whole thing. Take a GED. Or maybe they'll come up with it. Here's what we're going to do in New Jersey. We're going to save a lot of money on school taxes. Everybody gets their GED after 10th grade, and then we just move on. Have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends, my friends at Pet Center in Old Bridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market. Up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, very tropical fish. Very tropical fish? I don't know. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. On your radio. The St. Patrick's Day, uh, New Jersey 101.5 has given you the luck of the Irish. You can win free New Jersey lottery scratch-offs plus a Wegmans gift card. This is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our app to win the free New Jersey lottery scratch-offs and a Wegmans gift card. There's three lucky winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsors, New Jersey Lottery, anything can happen in Jersey at Wegmans Food Market. Stop by your local store or order at Wegmans.com. May the luck of the Irish be with you.
you and also with you. From New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelisse. All right, coming up at 9 o'clock, uh, you're going to want to be here. Mark Rivera, music director for Ringo and the All-Star Band. Billy Joel, sax player. He's worked with so many people, so many great rockers. He's got a book coming out called Sideman, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, here are a lot of great rock stories. 10 o'clock, Pure Petty. Tom Petty tribute band coming in. Uh, they're sensational. you got to hear them at 10.10. You will. Now, this week... During the same week that schools across the state have been administering the test to 11th graders, the New Jersey Assembly panel has approved a measure that would eliminate the high school proficiency exam as a standard for graduation. Uh, Dino Flamia wrote this on NJ1015.com. Now, the number of states that high school graduation uh, required to score on a standardized exam has been decreasing steadily over the years, and New Jersey is one of fewer than 10 states that still requires students to pass an exit exam in order to receive a diploma, at least for now. So uh, how do you feel about this? 1-800-283-101.5. Assemblyman Ralph Caputo from Essex. This test is really useless. He's a sponsor of the measure. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Parents have been asking for this for nearly a decade, says Julie Borst, executive director of Save Our Schools NJ. She told that to the panel. And because of a law signed by Governor Murphy, diplomas for the class of 2023 are not connected to the New Jersey graduation proficiency assessment scores from last Last year, lawmakers moved to temporarily lift the requirement after the State Board of Education called for a higher passing score. So, where are you on this? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, hearing all I just said, you would think that this would be a no-brainer and everybody would jump on, say, all right, get rid of them. So I put up a poll. Should New Jersey eliminate the high school proficiency test, which students need to pass to graduate? And uh, 183 votes. Of 183 votes, 68.9% say no, keep the test. 31.1% say yes, get rid of it. And for the life of me, I cannot figure that out. Because the standardized tests, you know, when you have standardized tests in school, they're not really reflective of anything. They're reflective of how well teachers can force information down a student's throat that they were only going to need until this test is given. And then they're going to forget about it. But New Jersey gets to hold up a number saying, look at how smart our kids are. This is what they did on the standardized test. Is it really an accurate reading of anything? Or is it a money grab? You know, Are the companies that produce these tests making money off New Jersey, are we paying for these tests? And should we be? You know, you talk about school aid. You talk about, you know, who, what's, what cities get money for what. If you go to nj1015.com, you're going to see my blog, my post, my whatever the hell it is, on the Steve Trevelis page uh, with uh, school superintendent from Bricktown, Tom Farrell, explaining the problems with the, stool, with the school aid and how, like, the middle-class schools get screwed, you know, and they don't have any avenues to get more money where students in other districts can reach into other pots for more cash. So here we are now, 1-800-283-101.5, saying in order to get out of school, it's not enough that you went through all your courses and you passed all your tests. Not enough. Now, when all is said and done, you still got to come back to school and pass a test, which has nothing to do, little of anything to do with anything you've learned all year. But you need to pass this test in order to graduate. Why? Why? 
What is the point? 1-800-283-101.5. You know, this is, a, this is a state that just gave a superintendent who resigned up to $150,000. Say, don't resign. You could retire. I know you sent out all those bad emails. Go on nj1015.com. Poor girl, bullied to, you know, almost bullied to death. Bullied so hard, she ended up committing suicide. And this guy is basically trashing her in emails. He resigns. And instead of accepting the resignation, they put him on paid leave. And now he's going to leave with a retirement of up to $150,000. The story's on nj1015.com. Mark Rivera coming up. If you're a Billy Joel fan, if you're a Beatle fan, if you're a fan of rock and roll, you do not want to go away. All Jersey, all the time. I think what you're doing is great. New Jersey 101.5. KXW Trenton, WKXWHD. All right, Steve Trouble is getting you through the night till 11 o'clock. We got Pure Petty coming in at 10. Tom Petty Tribute Band. Be a dining and dancing pleasure. Go to nj1015.com. Check out the blog on the best Italian pastries in New Jersey. My interview with uh, Tom Farrell, the Brick School Superintendent, on how New Jersey screws up the state funding. But right now, oh my God, Mark Rivera is best known as Billy Joel's saxophonist, as well as music director for Ringo Starr and his all-star band. He shared the stage with some of rock and roll's greatest performers, and we will ask him about every single one. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, El. John, Simon and Garfunkel, Foreigner, Peter Frampton, Tony Bennett, Sheila E., Joe Walsh, Hall and Oates, Peter Gabriel. His new book is called Sideman, and he's going to be appearing at the Fest for Beatles fans March 29th through April 2nd at the Hyatt Regency in Jersey City. And right now on New Jersey 101.5. Mark, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on. How are you? Oh, Scott, it's a joy to be on, Steve. I got to tell you, all those accolades, I was going to say, who is this guy anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? If I kept going, we wouldn't have time to talk. I only got you to 930. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's, uh, thank you for that fantastic introduction. Um, and it, it, uh, you mentioned the book. It's been a crazy ride. Um, people say, why would you write a book? It's, and uh, I, at first I said, I don't really think a book is in line because usually – People write books as they're bowing out, or like their career is about uh, its way on its way out. But uh, it's been a joy. It's uh, through pandemic. It was a uh, very cathartic and very. It was uh, a serious look back. So now, is this a tell-all book? Are you uh, you dropping names? Are you telling the stories that uh, you know that we all want to read about, or is this uh, I'm not going to offend anybody kind of book? Well, some people might take offense. So that I, I, I there say we go. That, uh, if your name's not in the book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I'm not in the book? Don't you remember the time we did this? <laughs> exactly. Well, you think about it. This, uh, my mom, uh, if if you've read the book, my mom used to say nothing good could come out of bad words. That's and, a good way to look at it. You know, and, and look, I'm still, uh, I'm hoping to have some, uh, some something left in my tank. Um, uh, look, there's, there's too much. Uh, Billy's wonderful line, which I always go back to, it's prophetic, because it, you know that it's me they've been coming to see to forget about life for a while. So if I'm going to write a book, I'm not going to remind them how screwed up things are and how, you know, about how how divided people are and how screwed up the, uh, hey, you have a bank in, in uh, the uh, the bank in um, uh, Silicon Valley 
Oh, so now they're going to be $80 billion. Hey, how about that to think about? They don't need that. They no. need to remember that we have a good time. We're entertainers. We come to you for escape, right? We come to you to forget about all that. One million percent. And, you know, that's why I get I get upset when I hear people uh, getting on stage and pontificating. Mm-hmm. About, uh, okay, that's your view. And uh, look, this is the greatest country in the world. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. And you, your, your opinion and my opinion, they could differ d- dramatically. But that's the beauty of our country. You say some of the stuff like this in Russia or China. You're in jail. <laughs> but you know what? I'm thinking is while you're saying this, you know, because a lot of musicians and a lot of artists that do get on stage and pontificate, have you ever worked with someone that you disagreed with politically? And if so, how were you, you know, did it bother you or how were you able to work together? Uh, at a certain point in time, I, I call the stage that I get onto every night, no matter who I'm playing with, or who I'm performing with. Right. That is my emotional moat. So I like that. No, nothing can get in there. Uh, no, no taxes, no discrepancies with family or any of it. Any of it just goes away because that's when you, you come together. And you might have a kind of band that you don't get along with or you don't agree with at all because it's human nature. But the, the, the fact with Billy's band, I have to say, it's like the most incredible family because it's almost like we could agree to disagree and we could, you know, it's like being a kid in Brooklyn. Though. You don't you get along with somebody, say, punch them. And that means you really like, oh, when you're a kid, you punch a, a yeah. girl. You like her, you know? Uh-huh. But that's what we do. And do I disagree with, I'm rather, do I agree with everyone? Of course not. This is not some utopian society. We right. have our discrepancies. But again, it's the, the, the key to what I do, and I'm, I'm sure it's what you do, Steve, we're communicators. Right, exactly. We speak to people, and like this conversation, we're going back and forth. And when you play music, I, I, I read a great article or a great uh, quote by Sheila E., I think it was yesterday or the day before, and she said, funk has to be funky. And the only way funk stays funky if you leave space between the notes. Ooh. And it's the same in a conversation or a relationship. You have to have space for that respect and that inter you know it's it's all inter inter we're into being you know what i mean absolutely uh, uh, look uh i just love what i do if you've seen us perform ever people come out that one friend of mine this my my friend clint again and said you have the iv i said the iv goes yes an infectious vibe nice i like that what a great thing to say right yeah he calls the iv the infectious vibe man well, you know what? You are that guy. I mean, you know, Mark Rivera, when you're, first of all, when you're playing with Billy Joel, that's a party on stage. And you're playing with Ringo, and that's a party on stage. You have some of the, you have, you probably have the most fun playing in these bands. Like, what is it like playing in Billy Joel's band? What is it like being Billy Joel's saxophonist? It's a dream come true. It, uh, I mean, the only thing that I would ever say that I that that would eclipse that is when I played in '97 with Ringo and the band was like all these all my heroes from 1967. Wow! And it was like Peter Frampton. It was uh, Gary Brooker from from Procolham, It was mm-hmm. Jack Bruce from Cream. And I was just literally beaming because that was my year. I was 14 years old. Right. It was it was a lot of peace and love and a lot of great records. I think I still said that's the most fertile year in music. Hendrix put out two records, the Beatles put out two records. It was just an incredible time. 
And that's the only band. Look, this Billy's band is the greatest. Uh, as Tommy Burns says, we're the greatest bar band you'll ever hear. <laughs> you can do anything. And Billy, uh, Billy leads us forward, and he, he respects our playing. And uh, one of the greatest things about being a member or playing with Billy, I never say uh, for, but I, I work with Billy, is that he allows us to run. It's like if you're on a thoroughbred, you don't let him trot. You want to you want to kick him a little bit and let him go. Billy lets myself, Crystal Taliaferro, Mike Del Judas. He puts it. He gives us this 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 uh, spotlight, and it's incredible. It's uh, I'm always enthusiastic. And some people say, "So uh, does it ever get old? Do you ever get like?" I said, "Dude, we're, we're on the side of the stage. Twenty thousand people are revving up, and this." If you've been to the garden, there's like four levels. The first level is one for, for the musicians that is, we're on the side of the stage and, you know, giving each other like little hugs and then love you and they're just supporting each other with a little prayer, whatever you might do. Uh-huh. That's the first level. The second level is when the natural comes on. Da, 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 and everybody knows that Billy's coming. Mm-hmm. That's the second level. The third level is when the lights go out and the band gets on stage and you hear this roar. It's like, oh. Then all of a sudden, the spotlight hits Billy, and the place goes ballistic. And it's 20,000 people. And the garden, I don't know if you know this, but the garden is built on springs. No, I didn't. So, yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't know if it's for earthquake proof or whatever, but it's built on springs. And when we play songs like uh, You May Be Right or um, uh, Only the Good Die Young, the stage literally moves. It, it pulses. <laughs> Everybody's moving. And it's just, so I tell people, they say, does it ever get old? They said, if you come on the side of the stage and you hear that crowd, that 20,000 people roaring and they're all, their enthusiasm, if that doesn't get you going and get your heart going, you should check your pulse because you might have expired. Wow. That's... It's, it's, so, it's incredibly invigorating. That's amazing. Mark, I got it. Can you hold on for one second? I got to hit a break, and we'll come back in a few no, minutes. No, I'm very bad. There's basketball going now. I'm only kidding. <laughs> It'll give you time to focus uh, on the game, and then you come right back. All right? Just, just give me like a few minutes. Here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. Weather brought to you by at Home Recreation, New Jersey's largest swimming pool spa. Patio stores offering their best financing on a wide selection of Viking spas. 48 months, 0% financing as low as $125 a month. We're up to $1,800 in instant rebates on selected spas. Visit at homerecreation.com. All right, Mark Rivera is going to be at the uh, Fest for Beetle fans on March 29th through April 2nd at the Hyatt Regency in Jersey City. His new book is called Sideman. He's, uh, he's been in this business for five decades. He's a devoted family man. He's a dad. What's it like being the rock star dad, Mark? I mean, how does that go over with the family? Hey, rock star, take out the garbage? How does that work? You want, you want to laugh? In fact, my one of my most famous quotes, uh, and people, I always get them with this. We played at... Um, uh, we did the last play at Shea with Billy. Right. And everybody from, you know, Steven Tyler. Uh, it was just a crazy, crazy list, list of people. Tony Bennett. Uh, it just goes on. Don Henley. And, of course, Paul McCartney closed the whole show. So the following day after the J- July 18th show, my, my friends from Brooklyn, hey, Mark, you play with 
you play with Paul McCartney. Oh, man, you must be like going home. Uh-huh. I said, See, what was it like going home? I said, my wife said, get a gallon of milk and empty the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I got to ask you, when I open with whatever gets you through the night, is that you on the sax? No, no, that was a bit, um, I'm not sure. That's probably, uh, might have been Bobby Keys. Okay. What's the best sax solo you, like, when you hear someone else doing a sax solo, what's, you, like, what's the best sax solo you ever heard? Like, what's your favorite sax solos? Well, Michael, Michael Brecker would have to be one of my favorites of all time. Uh, Junior Walker, mm-hmm. uh, King Curtis. I mean, I, I'm more of the obscure stuff. Um, you know, everybody loves Clarence is Born to Run, which is, which is iconic. And uh, I get to play some of the most incredible solos. A lot of them were done before I was in the band by Richie Cannata. And I give, him, I give all the props to people before me. Right. But um, I've played a couple of solos. I mean, the, the idents that I played, like Sledgehammer, those things people hear like, wow, you played Sledgehammer. It's like, yeah. It's, a, it's the first thing I played when I walked in the, in the studio. Wow. Same with the little bits on Urgent before Junior Solo. I played that the first thing when I walked into the studio. Four hours later, Mick Jones and, and Lou Graham were like, well, try this, try that. And Mutt Lang said, well, listen to this, lads. And they they freaked. They, what was that? He goes, that's the first thing he played when he walked in the studio. Oh, oh my God. How so about that? Is, that? So the, the crazy thing about that, Steve, is, you're re- you're reacting to something, and the, your your initial responses are always the best. You have to trust your instincts. That's a great point. Um, and like when you're working with Ringo, and, you're, and first of all, you are directing Ringo Starr. What's that like? And then fitting in, like you said, you know, all those iconic guys that you played with in '97 continued, you know, continue to play with. What is it like? You know, how well does Ringo take direction? And what is it like working with that caliber? I give Ringo so much credit that he left an iconic band and continued to surround himself with iconic musicians. Well. In his words, I'm just a drummer in a band that said you were the, the greatest drummer in the greatest band of all time. So leave that aside. The answer to your question is, or I believe the answer is, these guys are all used to being the front men. They're ne- they have never been a side man. I've been a side man all my life. Even when I was a kid mm-hmm. who was the lead singer in the band, we were just a bunch of guys in a band. So the hardest part is to, uh, you asked how does Ringo take, Criticism, right. like well, anybody direction. else, well, direction, criticism, exactly. It's it's for the good of the gig. Uh, I've, I've had to correct Ringo a couple of times, Paul McCartney a couple of times. I had to correct everyone from uh, from Greg Lake, John Entwistle, Mark Farn, and any one of these guys who are in the band. Look, we all make mistakes. The, the, the reason I was able to become Ringo's musical director, and I still am, mm-hmm. is because I knew this material. I was ready to be in Ringo Starr's band when I was 16. Yeah. I'd already heard all that music when I was 18, maybe, by, by, by 17, by the time, uh, the, um, uh, by time Grand Funk sold out Shea Stadium, I think by 70 or 71, whatever that year was. Right. So I'd already played all these songs. I played all the Rascals music. Uh, when I was 14, I played the entire Collections album. So I was prepared. And I I had no... Pre- My father would always say, you could be confident, but not arrogant. So if you know you're correct, you could lead with that confidence, but not with a, a like a, 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 a sense of like, oh, I, I know better. This is how it goes. And Ringo wants the band to, to sound a certain way. And uh, my end game is to make Ringo's band 
the best it could possibly be. And that might sometimes mean that you have to speak and you have to have, you have to have the uh, diplomacy and the goods. And that, that's a fine balance. And the people ask, ask me all the time, what's it like correcting a Beatles? It's just, you know, he, he wants it. He wants it right, as we all do. And uh, that makes it easy. And I, I've always had a relatively easy personality because I don't fight. I figure we've got to be able to talk it through. And if we're not able to talk it through, then we should just go separate ways. And I've been fortunate to be in every band that I've ever been in to leave them with that kind of an attitude. And it's amazing how people will respond to kindness or just a sense of respect that you have to have. for you. If you have respect for yourself, it will in turn overflow to them and they'll know they're being dealt with with respect. And I get it back from them every time. Yeah, you've got their respect, and that's why they believe in you. Is there anyone you haven't worked with, Mark Rivera, that you would like to work with? Well, I've said the last couple of things. Uh, I, I've thought about it. Dave Grawl, I've met him once or twice. I would love to do, I'd love to be on a record with him, or just, I'd love to be on stage with him because his energy is so incredible. Uh, Sting, uh, I'd like to play, or I'd like to do a tour, or at least. A, a night to sit in uh, on Sledgehammer with Peter Gabriel. He's going back out. Yeah, Those are things I'd love to do. I mean, so I was almost in a band with, with uh, Mick Jagger and Jeff Beck, and that came and went. I was in the Rolling Stones for like uh, 72 hours until, <laughs> until he decided on the Steel Wheels tour that if Bobby Keys wasn't in the band, there was no tour. So that's... Oh, man. <laughs> are you going to play this weekend, uh, next weekend at Jersey City at the Beatle Fest? Fest for Beatle fans? A hundred percent. And oh. by the way, it's the, it's the 31st, 1st, and 2nd, not the 29th, I don't think. No, I'm sorry. It's the 30, yeah, I'm sorry, 31st, 1st, and 2nd. You're right. I don't uh, want people showing up on your account saying, hey, you know, Steve said show up today. <laughs> They're going to be camped out waiting for Mark Rivera to show up. Thank you so much for coming on, my friend. It's my great pleasure. I have to shout out real quick to right. Ryan and Matt. I heard Matt's a big fan of mine. Oh yes, absolutely, Ryan's brother. Now, now, now you you have lit him up. You have lit him up. I'll uh, see you next weekend. Absolute pleasure. God bless you, man. Peace. You got it. God bless you. How about that, Mark Rivera? Mark Rivera. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's awesome. In Jersey City, of all places. Oh wow, the fest for the Beatle fans. Oh yeah, that's right, Beatle fest. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll talk. Yeah. Nine thirty. <laughs> now the latest New Jersey one hundred one point five. Steve Trevelis. Okay, uh, Pure Petty is coming in at uh, 1010. Tom Petty Tribute Band, they're very good. And uh, Mark, oh my God, how about that? What, 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 a, what an incredible interview. Mark Rivera, you know, I could have kept him on for another hour. He's played with everybody. He's got great stories. And he's going to be at the Fest for Beatle fans at the Hyatt Regency, March 31st through April 2nd. And uh, you're going to want to see it. Uh, Patty Boyd's going to be there. How about that? Patty Boyd is going to be there. George Harrison's uh, ex-wife, who he wrote uh, something about, who uh, Eric Clapton wrote Layla about. There's a fascinating story. And she's got a book coming out as well. Uh, I saw this. I got these tickets to give away. 
Uh, and I got a couple of pair here, and I want to get rid of them. Uh, the Funny Women of a Certain Age with Carol Montgomery, Kerry Louise, Leanne Lord at the Union County Performing Arts Center. And that's going to be Sunday, March 26th at 2 p.m. It's a, it's a special matinee show. When you're a certain age, you do the matinee show. And if you're frustrated with how women are portrayed on television once they hit 50, well, Carol Montgomery, and I've worked with all three of these very talented comedians, she did something about it. And it's a very, very funny show. Julia Scotty's been on the show. It's been on Showtime a couple of times. Here's what I want to do. I don't even know if this is going to work because I know that I talk to some of the most honest people in New Jersey. However, on NJ1015 is a story of a school board member who got caught shoplifting at Petco. A Monroe school board member accused of stealing from a Monmouth County Petco on January 7th, uh, the guy stole $510.87 worth of merchandise, according to a police report obtained by New Jersey 101.5. After an officer contacted him, he went to the police station where he was fingerprinted and released. The court date is set for the first week of April. Here's what I want to know. And again, I'm depending on your honesty here. Have you ever shoplifted in your life? And how did that work out for you? The best stories are going to get the tickets. 1-800-283-101.5. Maybe when you were a kid, maybe you took something you shouldn't have taken. Maybe you took it, you felt guilty when you got home, you brought it back. Maybe you took it and your parents found out and made you bring it back. Maybe you just took it and kept it. You know, once upon a time, <laughs> once upon a time there was this expression, it fell off the truck. No more, of course. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever... Shoplift. Have you ever got caught shoplifting when you were a kid? One, it, it's kind of like, like for me, I, uh, I, my, my, it was funny because uh, my, my friend Gene Nagel, who uh, we both went to the same grammar school, uh, Holy Rosary Academy in Union City, and uh, he was telling me that when I was a kid, uh, my grandmother would give me and my friends money to go to the ShopRite on 32nd Street. And uh, me and my friends would go to the shop right on 32nd Street. And my one friend, he was like a, he was a master thief. And he would steal whatever my grandmother wanted. And we would keep the money. And uh, we were talking the other night on the way home. And he tells me, he says, yeah, I used to manage that shop right. Yeah, we used to steal from that shop right. He's like, you're lucky I didn't catch you. <laughs> what a small world it is. But now back then, uh, I may have told this story before. If you remember, they used to have uh, albums in the stores. Remember, Pathmark used to sell record albums. And at the time, I think they were three fifty an album or something like that. But the Salentano Pizza it used to be Salentano Frozen Pizza. And the Salentano Frozen Pizza was 99 cents a box. And the weight of the frozen pizza was the same as, like, two record albums, which fit in the Salentano Frozen Pizza box. So if you were smart, you could take the Salentano, you take the frozen pizza out, put the two albums in, 99 cents, I'm in the music business. But 1-800-283-101.5. I want to know, have you ever, like when you were a kid, did you ever shoplift anything? Did you ever get away with it? And uh, give me the best story. Look at this. Nobody's good. The best story is going to get these tickets. Funny women of a certain age, Carol Montgomery, Carrie Louise, Leanne Lord at the Union County Performing Arts Center, Sunday, March 26th. And I'm telling you, I know these people. They are funny. Just like Pete and Ewing on New Jersey 101.5. You would steal? I can't believe that. Uh, uh, yes. Um, 
I had the nickname Sneaky Pete, you know, when I was a kid. <laughs> why does that? Why do I believe that? Sneaky Pete. Okay. Yep. Um, and I don't condone any of it. Not at all. That would be bad. Not You'd at never, all. No, never do that. That would be bad. You know, back in the day, like, seriously, 80s and 90s, um, they didn't have strict, you know, laws on tobacco and everything. So they used to have them at the supermarkets on the end caps of the registers. Right. So, you know, me and my buddy, we, we were dumb enough to do it. And we did it many times. Soda can. <laughs> we dumb enough to do it. No, dumb enough to do it is once. Did it many times. We're past dumb enough. Now it's become an enterprise. Well, the, the, <laughs> the store brand sodas, you know, you could buy them single cans. Right. They were like five to ten cents a can. Right. So we go there and just buy that. Okay. And yet I'm, I'm standing behind my buddy, you know, just shoving packs and packs down my pants. <laughs> and I probably walked out one day with at least two and a half cartons, you know, single packs, mind you. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm a skinny little guy. Yeah. I'm walking out with pockets and my waistband bulging. <laughs> when, when I went, like I was pregnant. That's great. That is great. All right. I'm going to I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to put you in the hopper. Uh, I, 1-800-283-101.5. I worked a great adventure once, and uh, we were doing the pre-opening, and the job was to take the cigarette machines and put them out throughout the park. And we found out that the cigarette machines, horizontal, we would carry them horizontally, and then we would stand them up vertically. And when we stood them up vertically, the cigarettes would fall out. And a lot of people went into business selling cigarettes for 50 cents a pack. That's how I actually started to I smoked for 10 years, and I did it because uh, I didn't want to <laughs> throw out the cigarettes. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5 Bill Darren, hold on. Trusted. Release. Alright, here's what I got. A pair of tickets. See funny women of a certain age with Carol Montgomery, Carrie Louise, Leanne Lord at the Union County Performing Arts Center. Sunday, March 26, 2 p.m. Get your tickets today at ucpac.org or give me a good story of you and shoplifting. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Let's go to uh, Bill in Manisquan on New Jersey 101.5. And, of course, we don't condone this in any way. These are all back-in-the-day stories, right, Bill? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I'm 59 years old, and I, I guess I was like nine. Way back in the day. <laughs> way back in the day. I was like nine or ten years old, yeah. and I was going to Boy Scout camp. So whenever you could be a Boy Scout, I'm not sure if you could be it in third grade or fourth grade, but I think it was fourth grade. Yeah. And uh, I was going to summer camp, and I needed a new pair of sneakers. Right. So my mother brought me a new pair of sneakers two weeks before summer camp. said, you're not allowed to wear these. You're only going to wear these at summer camp. Don't wear them because you're going to ruin them. <laughs> and sure enough, a couple of days after I got them, I jumped on my bicycle and, and started using them. And that day, I wiped out on my bicycle. And because they were like fake leather, that pleather kind of thing yeah. that they had going, uh, that when I wiped out, it like tore the, the sneakers and you couldn't repair them. So I went down to Bradley's on my bicycle mm-hmm. with the sneakers on and just put them, uh, uh, went to where they sold the sneakers and just uh, grabbed the same pair, put them on my feet and left my old pair there and just walked out the store, unlocked my bike from in front of the stores. I'm unlocking my bike. Uh, 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 one of the people that work at the store grabbed me and, oh. and said they're arresting me for shoplifting. Oh, now how old were you? I was probably nine or ten. 
They're arresting, nine years old, they're arresting you for shoplifting, okay. Yeah, and they bring me up to this room, they're like, uh, we can call the police or we can call your parents. I'm like, call the police. Call the police, <laughs> yeah, really, call the police. <laughs> call the fire squad. Ultimately, they got me to dial my parents. My parents came down very upset, very uh -oh. disappointed. They, were, you know, they didn't show that in the room that we were in, this little room. Right. Probably the store manager. But afterwards. And then when we left. My father brought me into the kitchen and said, and grabbed the box of wooden matches and lit a wooden match and said, if you ever steal again, I'll burn your fingers off of your hands. Wow. Wow. You know what? It seemed like a good idea at the time. I mean, it's, it's easy enough plan. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to change your shoes. I'm going to walk out. Who's going to notice? What could possibly go wrong with this? Yeah. <laughs> So it was, uh, you know, and I never stole from that point on. Oh, I thought you were going to say I, I never stole from Bradley's from that point on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never stole from anywhere or anything, and you know, never did that ever again. And uh, and then later on in life, I, I was seeing my friends stealing stuff, so I would never partake in it. They would work at different stores, and they'd say, "Oh, you want a new TV? I can get you a TV." Don't yeah, right. Part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think about where we grew up, Bill. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. Into the hopper. All right, let's see. Let's see who's going to win these tickets. All right, 1 800 283 101.5. You know, it's funny because, like, today, it's weird. What's weird about today is with all the security they've got in stores, with all the cameras all over the place that they never had before, right? You've got security walking throughout the store. It's never been harder, I imagine, to steal. But then you got the laws that say they can't prosecute anything under $1,000. So you got people just walking out with stuff. Amazing. So uh, if you got a story, if you got a story when you got caught shoplifting, I had a couple of people on, they dropped off during the break. If you want to call and tell me, I'd love it. Uh, Monroe, school board member, uh, basically got snagged, stealing $510.87 worth of merchandise from, uh, from a Petco, uh, a Monmouth County Petco, uh, on January. So, uh, basically, uh, he's going to have to go to court for this. And I'm wondering, have you, uh, have you ever done anything like that? You know, there's a scene in Jersey Boys where they talk about, you know, the, the stuff that fell off the truck. You know, when I was a kid, most of what I got for Christmas fell off the truck. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a different time. But uh, today, like I said, it's never been harder because of the security, but it's never been easier because of the law, only in New Jersey. 1-800-283-101.5. Do you have a shoplifting story? It's kind of like how the times were, because I've done this topic a few years ago and blew up the phones. And now it's like, eh, I don't know if I want to tell this story. Eh, I don't think it's a good idea. All right. Uh, right. Coming up, if you go to nj1015.com, by the way, do check out the Steve Trevelis page. On it, you will find out where to get the best Italian pastries in New Jersey. On it, you will find out... Uh, where you can get the best Irish beer in New Jersey, and you know how you feel about Irish beer, and an Italian deli that sits in Mount Laurel that is absolutely amazing. And if you're into Tom Petty, we got a tribute band called Pure Petty coming up that will uh, entertain you for your dining and dancing pleasure. Jersey Radio. I love what you do for the state of New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. When that moon gets All 
that's what we do on a Thursday night in New Jersey. We dance in the moonlight, and we bring in a band to play, and the band we're playing is called Pure Petty. And uh, they're going to be playing at the Dinellan Theater. Uh, let's see, we got Jimmy, we got Kathy, we got Chuck. Jimmy, Jimmy looks like Petty. Uh, we dug him up. Jimmy looks like Petty. <laughs> Come on, get on the microphone. You're rock stars. Come hey. on. There he is. That's, so, a, that's a, quite a compliment you're paying me that I look like You Petty. do. You got the hair. You got the look. You got the smile. All right. So now tell me the origins of, of Pure Petty. How did this all happen? Exactly what you just said. Um, I've been playing in cover bands since I was in high school. Right. And uh, when I was... Uh, I stopped for a while when I got back into it. Uh, it was in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And uh, Petty had already been out for a while, and the, the cover bands I was in were doing Petty stuff. And people kept coming up to me and saying, Wow, you sound like him. You and look, you like, look like, him. like John Petty. I'm like, Wait, he's from Gainesville. I'm from Brooklyn. How the <laughs> hell does that, how does that work? Well, you know what? Tom Petty is the rocker that all rocks, all rockers can agree on. You know, you may like one form of music, you may like the other form of music, but we could both, like Breakfast at Tiffany's, we can agree that we like Tom Petty. Yeah. And that's the compromise. Yeah. So you play everywhere because, you know, it's it's just a universal master key. Everybody loves Tom Petty music. That's right. How long have you been doing it? Uh, we've been doing this for, going on four years. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice. I mean, COVID kicked a hole in the middle of it, but right. um, we, we, per we persevered. So I think like American Girl should become like the bar national anthem. Like it should be mandated at every bar in America. I always, I always uh, playing in cover bands for a million years. I always assumed it was a state law in Jersey that if you're a cover band, you have you to, had play, to play American Girl. Girl. That's yeah. Chuck Darrow of the Philadelphia Daily News when he's not when he's not writing covering Atlantic City beat or uh, X of the Philadelphia Daily News. They fired his ass when you no, they didn't. Uh, you know, but when he's not doing that or fighting crime at night at a purple jumpsuit he's playing <laughs> bass for tom for pure pretty pure petty and kathy the best stevie nicks we have in this room is right here how you doing kathy good how are you doing today all right now now how did you uh, how did you join the band well jimmy and i are in it we're in a cover band we still are in a cover band called skippy's toy right and when he f started to form pure petty i just was I just automatically came along as the Stevie Nicks in the band. You so. look like Stevie Nicks. Thanks. You got that Stevie Nicks look, don't you? Yes, she does. Uh, she does, I'm telling you. And, and you guys are going to do a song together. Yeah. Okay, which, are you going to just stop dragging my heart? That's one of them. Okay, which one would you like to do now? Whatever you want. Yeah, let's start with that. Since you brought the name up, let's go with it. Works for me. Okay, you ready? This is pure petty. Stop dragging my heart around. One, two, three, four. Some demons down Stop dragging my 
to think about what you wanted. It's hard to think about what you've lost. This doesn't have to be the big and even. This doesn't have to be anything at all. I know you really want to tell me goodbye. I know you really want to be your own girl. Baby, you could never look me in the eye. Yeah, you buckle with the weight of the world. Stop dragging my, stop dragging my, stop dragging my heart. Then make a meal of some bright-eyed kid. You need someone looking after you. I know you really wanna tell me goodbye. I know you really wanna be your own girl. Baby, you could never look me in the eye. Yeah, you buckle with the weight of the world. Stop dragging my, stop dragging my. Stop dragging my heart around. Stop dragging my heart around. Stop dragging my heart around. Nice. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Kathy Matson, Jimmy Maddox, Chuck Darrow, Pure Petty. You guys are going to be at the Donnellan Theater. That's right. And when is that? That's uh, Saturday night. This Saturday night at the Donnellan Theater. March 18th, 8 to 11. 8 to 11, three hours of Tom Petty. Uh-huh. Close your eyes, throw your head back, and enjoy. Yeah. You know, it doesn't get any better than this. How now you guys? How long did it take you to work out those harmonies? My God, you guys are almost on the same page. Funny you should mention that. We had a, when we first started the band. Uh, there was six of us, um, and it was uh, Kathy and me, right? And my brother Joe on drums, right? And a guy named Pete Smith, who was the Eggman. He was back from the days of Pegasus, and uh, he played with. Who was the guy who did the twist? I keep forgetting. Chubby Checker? Chubby, he played with Chubby. Okay. And he played with um, the guy who wrote uh, Elevator of Life, Robert no. Hazard. Escalator, Robert yeah, Hazard. Esca- oh, yeah, right, 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 right. Escalator, Elevator. Robert Hazard. He played with Robert Hazard. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He, you know, he used to come down to the radio station all the time, Robert Hazard. Yeah. And he wrote Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Also, right. For, right. There was a time, you probably remember this, uh, in the 80s, Philadelphia had its own little music scene. Yeah. And it was pretty cool, right? It the was. Hooters came Hooters. out of Philadelphia. Exactly. When I was at YSP, we used to play like 19 different versions of All You Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And every week, here's a new version, here's another one, right? And MMR would play it, we would play it. And, uh, and we danced, was the one that became the big hit. Yeah. Right, those, those were great times. Great times. Bob Baru and Baru Review and all them. And you guys exactly. remember the, the Kyber Pass and J.C. Dobbs yep. and the, all those places? It was all happening. It was. Brownies. and Brownies, right? right? I knew a guy. Uh, do you remember a guy named John Bloodwell? No. John Bloodwell was our promotions director at WYSP. And... Uh, you know, may he rest in peace. Yesterday but was his birthday. It was, yes. right? Uh, no, uh, Tuesday. Dear friend of mine. Uh, John, myself, and Gary Delabate had the same birthdays. And we'd all text each other. But John used to, he used to manage bands, like in his spare time. And he would rent a limousine. And he would have like a big white limo parked in front of J.C. Dobbs. And the idea was that if people walked by and saw the limo, they would think Mick Jagger was inside. They must have somebody big in there. And that would be the way he would draw people blood. to the book. That was a genius. <laughs> that was he blood. Was he was. He was a genius. I can't believe you didn't say anything yesterday at lunch about Wait, hold on, hold on. i got to the traffic guy. It's uh, here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. New Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Hanging out. Eleven o'clock tonight. Then we get the uh, the Dennis and Judy rewind, the Dominsky and Doyle rewind. Uh, first Jersey news, and then and only then will Bill Spadia return. All right, Pure Petty is in the studio. We got uh, Jimmy Mannix as Tom Petty. We got Kathy Matson as Stevie Nicks, and we got Chuck Darrow as the Beaver. All <laughs> hanging out, <laughs> playing their music. Uh, all right, so now what we, we were talking about all these great music, the Philly music scene back then. Now, yeah. Who did you want to bring up? Uh, we wanted to bring up the, one of the guys who was instrumental in this band starting. Uh, his name was Ray Bazuffi. He was nicknamed Zuff. Uh-huh. And uh, you were asking about harmonies, how we got the harmonies so tight. And he was a harmony... We called him the Harmony Nazi. Yeah. Oh, the Harmony Nazi. <laughs> Sing! <laughs> Do it again! <laughs> how about that? Yeah, and he was a guy who really schooled us in how to get the harmonies just right, you know. It was good. The blend is amazing. Good, he got, he was, you know, he was about getting it just right. Me and Jimmy have been singing together for 10 years. So really? We, we started off with a duo. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, so you guys, then the band worked around you? Yeah. I like that, okay. So now you guys are going to do uh, Listen to Our Heart? Uh, correct. Let's do a little listen to her. Let's listen to her heart. Let's listen to it. One, two, three, four. Tell her what to do 
She might need a lot of loving, but she don't need you. Want me to think that I'm being used? Want her to think it's over? Can't you see it doesn't matter what you do? Buddy, you don't even know her. She's gonna listen to her heart. It's gonna tell her what to do. She might need a lot of loving, but she don't need you. You just can't creep up behind her. She's my girl. Oh. She's gonna listen to her heart. It's gonna tell her what to do. That is beautiful. Wow. Wow. You guys, the Nellen Theater, this Saturday night. Where do we get tickets? Uh, on the... Uh yeah, the Nellen, oh, the Pure Betty website? Uh, uh, go to, you can do that, uh, okay. or you can go to Facebook. Facebook. The Nellen Theater. Uh-huh. And the link is there to pick up tickets. Now, is this the first time you've done the Nellen? Uh Correct. Oh, you want to be back. You want to be back. Now, when you do Pure Petty, does that mean like all you do are petty songs whenever That's you it. work? You don't do anything else? Nothing. That's the way to do it. Right? Then you just focus in, and everybody knows. Because a lot of tribute bands, like, they'll do some songs, and then they do, like, Top 40 and all this cover stuff, and it's different. You we, guys are very, you know, myopic. Yeah, we based we are, ourselves on doing it, the, getting as close to the original records as we could, mm-hmm. and also looking at the way they did things live and bringing, you know, because Tom also did, and the Heartbreakers, they did covers themselves. Um, for example, we do Handle With Care, which is a song he wrote with, you know, Roy Orbison, Bob the Dylan, George Harrison, and you Jeff You do Lennon. that. Yeah. And uh, we're working on uh, the song Carol King wrote called Don't Bring Me Down, which the Animals made famous and Tom Petty used to do live. Not a recorded version now, but except live oh, versions. And don't forget um, Needles and Pins. Needles and Pins. Needles and Pins, right. Which Sonny Bono and Jack Nitschke wrote, right? How about that? <laughs> See, that was the thing about Petty. Petty got it. I mean, that was the thing. Like, when you look at that Wilbury's band, you just got the idea of Tom Petty's taste in music. And that was, and that's the music I love. You know, the Roy Orbison, the guitars. Right. And, and again, like, here's a guy. They just, no matter where he went, no matter who he was with, he fit in. And I think that's why he's beloved. That's why, and when he left, it just shocked the world. Yeah. You know, nobody was expecting that. Nope. But how much, like, when you work, how much, or when you do this, when you did this, Jimmy, how much research did you do into Petty? Like, Petty the man, Petty the music. Still doing it. 
It's a work in progress. There's, the more we dug in, it's like an onion. The more we dug into his catalog mm-hmm. and peeled it away. And I'm a fan. I have a lot of his records, most right. of his records. Still finding more songs that I didn't really think about as, you know, as as much as I do now. How great, how great a songwriter he was. What's your favorite Petty song? What's the one you most love to play? Wow, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I know your favorite. Yeah, yeah. Here comes my girl. Here comes my girl. Nice, nice. All right, guys. I got. I can't thank you enough for coming in here and playing a couple of songs. Oh my God, Kathy Maddox, Jimmy Maddox, Kathy Madison, Jimmy Maddox, Chuck Darrow, Uh, Pure Petty. It's going to be the Nellan Theater this Saturday night. Three hours, and you're going to love every second of it. It's going to be a blast. And uh, for tickets, you go to the Facebook page, you go to the website, they're going to be available. Where else are you playing? Anywhere else? Uh, we'll be playing a bunch of places. Um, we're going to be playing down in Chesapeake, Maryland at the Chesapeake Inn, mm-hmm. uh, March 26th, Sunday. All right. You guys are definitely going to come back. And we, we have a couple gigs this year coming up over the next few months at Artie's in Frenchtown. Okay. And well, a bunch of Just Jersey Fest, the truck food truck festivals. In different places. Bring us a snack. Edison, yeah. yeah. Edison is the bring, first Bring one. food, you get on Logan. And Mercer <laughs> County Fair will be there. Oh, you're going to be at the Mercer County Fair? Well, at the lead. July 4th, at the LEAD Fair. Yeah. You come back before we do that. Come on, you guys come back. All right. All right. Cool, man. Thank you, Steve. You got it, my friends. It's 1030. Now, the latest New Jersey news from NJ 101. Brought to you by the American Legion with over 250 local posts, 38,000 members in New Jersey. The American Legion stands ready to help all veterans and their families navigate the red tape to get the benefits they have earned. Why not join a local post today? Call 609-695-5418. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Were they not amazing? That was incredible. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he, he literally, they sounded like, uh, what is it, Tom Petty and... Uh, Tom Petty, Stevie Nicks? Stevie Nicks, yeah. The that was blend, the harmonies, the I mean, they really nailed the vocals on that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, you know, people play something live and you don't, you don't know what to expect, but I mean... Those, they were incredible. Well, you know what? They it, it, there's some bands, the tribute bands. Like I said, they'll they'll play their own stuff. They'll play some top forty stuff, and they're kind of using the name. Then you got the ones that crawl inside the artist and just become them. And you look at the look of Jimmy, you know. And then you got Kat, you know, uh, you know, Diane. What you call him? You got Jimmy, and then you got Kathy, who's really hot. And you got that blend with the two of them. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. You know, it works. You know, kind of like when we do this. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. I read the news today. Oh, doctor, doctor, give me the news. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? I was wondering the same thing myself. The chicken. Be- wow. the, uh, oh, by the way, I got to tell you, Jim Gordon passed away. He was uh, he co-wrote Layla with Eric Clapton. Yeah, and uh, also worked on All Things Must Pass with George Harrison. Patty Boyd tweeted that she's going to be at the fest for the Beatles fans. Oh. I'm wondering, like, yeah. when you and Mrs. George Harrison and Mrs. Eric Clapton, do you need to go to the Beatles fest? <laughs> well, see, like, well, do you she go- is. I like that. I respect that. Well, so do you remember? Do you remember in the mid two thousands the whole like uh, the the uh, Twilight 
with like the vampires versus. Oh the yeah, werewolves. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's. I like, took the werewolves, gave the points. <laughs> exactly. I wonder if it's like that when she goes there. There's going to be Team Clapton, Team Harrison. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Actually, you know, Clapton was uh, Clapton married Patty, oh. and George was the best man at the wedding. That's ironic. How about that, right? Yeah. So, and George said, I don't want her to end up with some schmo. <laughs> I like Eric. He's a good guy. He's over there biting his lip, fist clenched like... Oh, oh yeah. Or George, re- George remarried. He was good. Oh, yeah. It all worked yeah. out. And even if he didn't, he's a beetle. He's not going to have any trouble getting yeah. women. <laughs> yeah. And as, as a person, I mean, he's pretty zen. He's oh, yeah. cool with it. Um, all things must pass, including his marriage. In, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the chicken wars in New Jersey are heating up. There's chicken wars in New Jersey. You know, like the chicken sandwich wars that were going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Cane's, Raising Cane's, is opening a fourth location in New Jersey. I didn't even realize we had one. They are. You know what? I was in, where the hell was I? I was in Ohio. I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, took the kids. Yeah. And I'm looking for a place to eat, and my sons knew it. And all, if I'm not mistaken, all they serve are nuggets or the tenders. Really? And that's, like it. that's it. But they're great. And I believe, check into it, I believe all that. Where are they in Cherry Hill, like down there? Uh, well, the, they're, they're down there, but the one that's opening is going to be um, near the Deptford Mall. Also down there. Yeah, which uh, I'm very happy about because that is within a half right. hour yeah, from Yeah, you can I walk live. there. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, that, but the food is really good. Yeah, and I mean... What is it? So we have Popeyes, we have that, we got Chick-fil-A. Pop, oh, there's a that churches. There's yeah. a million of them. Yeah, KFC. KFC, Taco, yeah. Right? Not Taco Bell, then do chicken. Well, taco, did, taco, they, chicken. <laughs> didn't they try chicken? Didn't, weren't well, they've got taco chicken Bell wings? in their stuff. I mean. No, no, no. Wasn't there Taco Bell wings for a little Were bit? Were there? Taco Bell wings. That could be. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. That was in uh, 2020. Three. Wait, Taco Bell's nationwide menu for a limited time in January 2022. See, I, I, I thought people had had them and not liked them. But. See, it is the, the Kentucky Fried Chicken Theory yeah. in radio. Like, uh, Chuck, they, their thing is we do chicken right. You can't get a hamburger at KFC and yeah. because we do chicken right. So the idea of, you know, like why, like when it came to like music stations, like why is it you only play this type of music and you don't play other stuff? I say, well, it's the KFC theory. We only play this and this is what we do and this is our specialty. Like pure petty. Yeah. All they do is petty. It's not like, <laughs> hey, we're going to do some brood, then we're going to do some billion. No, petty. That's it. So that's KFC. Yeah, you know, McDonald's will sell, uh, not McDonald's, some places like Burger King, they'll sell you chicken. McDonald's sells you chicken. Yeah. KFC will not sell you a burger. Yeah, nor like will a, any of these places. If you think about it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you can get a burger at Popeyes. No, but yet you can get a burger. You can get a chicken sandwich at McDonald's and KFC and Wendy's and all these other places. Yeah. Although I will say, food for thought. Food, yeah, food <laughs> now for we're thought. hungry. <laughs> um, food. South Jersey, another thing, is opening its first indoor pickleball only center. You ever played pickleball before? I never have you. Yes, actually. What is it? I so, keep hearing about pickleball. I, every one of my friends plays pickleball. So it's surprising to me that when people don't know pickleball, because it was one. I gotta of the, go YouTube and look it up. Then. Well, it was well, it was one of the sports that I played in high school. So for me, it was just like, what, what is it? it? Well, yeah. So it's essentially you have like a large uh, table tennis racket thing. Right. So it, it's like a large paddle, right. and there's a ball that. Um, you kind of it looks like a pickle uh it's just a ball uh it's man i'm explaining this well that's okay tell me about the theory i'll I'll look it up later um so yeah it's it's, it would take too long to explain it to me yeah there's so many rules to it there is so much going on you got to look it up pickleball is really it's it's an endorsement uh, sport you know 
Okay. Um, for people who who aren't looking for tennis, but are looking for something a little bit more tennis than table tennis. So where are they going to open this place? Uh, they're opening up in Egg Harbor Township. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you're if you're out there, there you go. You can go play some pickleball. All right. Um, slap fighting is becoming a thing now. That is ridiculous. So uh, what is well, slap fighting was always a thing in the street. I uh, mean, really? you know, yeah, because like uh, the, what ha- what would happen is it would start off as slap fighting and then it would turn to closed fist and it'd get ugly. <laughs> but the idea of like, well, now what are we th- are we talking about? Dana White's doing where these people just sit there and allow themselves to get slapped as hard as the other guy can smack them, and that's it, and they, yeah. don't, and they don't defend themselves. Yeah, so like two guys will like step up to each other. They got like on separate sides of a table, and they'll get about arms length apart. And uh, they'll, like, one person will have their arms behind their back, and they'll get slapped right in the face, open hand. That's ridiculous. Yep. That's ridiculous. I'm when I'm thinking about the slap fighting, I know is almost like a boxing match where two guys are going to square off, but they're not. They agree they're not going to close their fist. They're just going to slap each other. Oh, so it's like that's a, fight a different. With just that's open a fight. Hands. That's a, this is stupidity. <laughs> because I mean, think about this. What it? What the? First of all, there's no skill to it. Can I sit there and take a slap? And the other thing is the guy delivering the slap. And Dana White, uh, you know, the he's had some off the off the field issues as far as this went. But I mean, you know, the idea that okay, you're you're standing there, and I'm going to slap you as hard as I can. Where's the athleticism in that? You're going to sit there and take it. So now you can get a concussion. Right, you're gonna yeah. get someone. You're gonna get whacked up the side of the head. Yeah. Where, where is the sport in that? That's insane. Hold on, we gotta hit a commercial break. Jersey news brought to you by Optimum. Optimum Bidnith gives you fast, reliable, secure internet with speeds up to one gig and built-in cybersecurity, so you can go further with everything you do. How about that, farther with everything you do. Call 866-218-2913 or visit optimum.com/business today. All right. I like this. Doesn't this sound like you're in a jazz club or somewhere down on an island and yeah. they're about to bring you an umbrella drink? Yeah. Right? It's, like, it's kind of bondy, maybe a little bit. And the, oh, the ocean is out there, you know. Yeah. Guys playing trumpet off to the side on the yeah, street. You know, Mark Rivera. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. uh, what else we got going on? Um, so the Princeton uh, College boys basketball team has knocked out the Arizona Wildcats. How about that? The NCAA. They were uh, the the uh, the Princeton team was the 15th seed versus the uh, second seed Arizona. Yeah. How about that? And they play uh, Missouri on Saturday. Yeah. So they they beat them 59 to 55. Not a huge lead, but they they still did it. That's huge for New Jersey. That is absolutely huge. And for Princeton of all things, who knows? Every year there's always that sleeper college that nobody ever heard of that becomes nationally known. Not like no one ever heard of Princeton, but like one year there was George Mason, one year there was Butler, you know, these obscure schools yeah. that get there. Gonzaga. The only the only time we ever hear about Gonzaga is uh, you know, around NCAA tournament time. <laughs> People just like to say it, you know, after actually follow the team but that's pretty good yeah and i I don't think this i think maybe last year there was also a new jersey team that might have been a breakaway but i can't remember villanova um it does has been really good at the you know for the last couple of years well not lately when jay wright one of the greatest games ever uh, a couple of years ago when villanova won it all like when they took the tournament and there's four seconds left and a guy, the captain of the team, senior, Ryan Archidiacomo, uh, gets the ball. Now, he's a senior. There's four seconds left. 
I think Carolina is playing. Mm-hmm. Carolina is supposed to win this game. And now think about this. He's dribbling the ball. Behind him is a freshman named Chris Jenkins. Now picture this. He's a freshman. Mm-hmm. Archie Diacomo, if he takes the shot, nobody has a problem. He passes with four seconds, passes it to uh, Jenner, who nails the winning shot. Wow. It was one of the most amazing college basketball moments ever. And Villanova would win it again two years later. Wow. Yeah, it really it really is stunning stuff. So then, I mean, I mean, besides just, you know, it being a Jersey team, that's good. Uh, Rutgers got knocked out early on. They did? I think so, I believe, yep. um, from basketball. So it's good that we have some New Jersey teams. We got Princeton. We're always at Princeton. <laughs> um, so New Jersey's. Top dog, as well as the United States, uh, number one breed for 2022 is the French Bulldog. The French Bulldog? Yeah, the French Bulldog, which is surprising to me. Yeah. Um, It was previously the Retriever, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, because who doesn't love the Labrador Retriever? Um, But the French Bulldog, which is uh, the little little, uh, dog with the bad ears. Yeah. Okay. Um, I remember there was a, a family friend of mine, or not a family friend, they were school friends, but we, we were close at that time. Um, they had uh, two French bulldogs, and there was one. Uh, his name was Louis. And whenever anyone had any food, this little dog would jump easily three or four times his own height to just like, get a view of the food that was being prepped. That's a hungry dog. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, cocaine shark is coming to. Th- is cocaine gonna- shark. Yes, cocaine shark is going to be coming. What the to sequel th- to Cocaine Bear? <laughs> it's not the sequel to Cocaine Bear, but it is made by the same people. Um, Oh, wait, no, it's not. My bad. I'm getting a little bit. <laughs> Somebody decided to bogart the idea. <laughs> it's uh, uh, being uh, cocaine What could be shark? worse than a shark? A cocaine shark. Follow- a shark coked out of his mind chasing you around the ocean. Yeah, so basically people dropped cocaine into the ocean. The shark uh-huh. got it, and this is scheduled to get into theaters <laughs> in July. A, this should be a cartoon. You mean like a real movie movie? It's real. It's happening. This should be a shark, a cartoon. Well, did you ever hear of Sharknado? Yeah. So the people that made Sharknado, do you remember when I mentioned Attack of the Meth Gator? That's made by the people who made Sharknado. That's another real one. Look at this. Drugs drugs and fish in the movies. Where, where do we go from here? Hey, man, great job. Let's do this next week. we go here. Jersey Radio. This has been the Steve Travelee Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.